Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today takes female leaders on a journey of rapid transformation, teaching them how to play in the quantum field. They are also a leading expert in subconscious transformation, mixing somatics with strategy in business. Welcome to the show, Laura Beddo. Hello, thank you for having me, John. I'm excited. Pleasure. Some of that introduction I don't know anything about, so (laughs) please uh, do tell the listeners more about yourself, what you do and how you help. Yeah, so I work with the energetics of the quantum field. So the quantum field is what we are all in. Scientifically proven, we are made up of tiny little pieces of energy, tiny little atoms that are vibrating at a very, very, very cellular rapid rate. Mm -hmm. And when we are playing in the quantum field, we are manipulating our energy to get the results that we want. So in the easiest way that I can describe it is that with working with the quantum field, for us to create or manifest Mm -hmm. what we see touch taste and feel it started with a thought so if you think of a skyscraper it was at one point it was a thought in an architect's mind and then the architect had to draw that building and then he had to get the people in to build the building Mm -hmm. so when we when i'm describing playing in the quantum field what I'm talking about is creating your thoughts and your beliefs to align with what you want to create with your life. Okay. And when I'm talking about somatics, what I'm talking about is it's, it's embodiment. So in the world that we live in, we are so in our head. Mm-hmm. We are thinking about what we are doing. I call it the gotta gotta brain. Right. Gotta do this, gotta do that the lists of things to do, especially with technology, the way that it is in the day and age that we live in. And it's really easy for us to be living in our head and forgetting about this beautiful vessel that is our body. Mm. And you being a relationship coach as well, you understand this, is that the body is where we create. It's where we create everything, life. It's where we're getting our pleasure from. Mm -hmm. And what can happen is we can get so bogged down. And the reason why there's such a high percentage of divorce is because we're not in our body. We forget about pleasure and we're just in that doing, doing, doing and not playing, playing, playing. So what somatics is, is dropping down into the body And knowing yourself, especially Mm. the topic that we're going to be talking about today, Mm. is about a female's anatomy, her hormones, and how she can create a life around that and work with her body clock. Mm. Somatics is the way that you are actually living anchored into yourself. 
that you are having pleasure you're playing you're you're actually listening to your body mm. okay so it's so with the quantum I, get, I completely get what you're saying about the energy and creating an outcome by by directing that energy yeah so everything that everything that is happening to us is either in our conscious mind or a subconscious mind mm. and the way that I can describe that is our conscious mind is like when you when you're coming onto the podcast your conscious mind is looking at my appearance it's listening to the words that I'm saying and it's making a judgment from that mm-hmm. what's happening in your subconscious mind is experiences from the past that maybe you aren't thinking about in this specific moment it's a memory bank of all of your memories in a drawer and it's accessing them so maybe you're looking at my hat and thinking oh I know somebody with a hat like that or maybe it's but you're not consciously thinking it it's just what is Mm -hmm. so coming back to what you were saying is working with manipulation of what we're creating is when we have a belief especially when we have ingrained negative beliefs Mm -hmm. that we aren't conscious of maybe they're from childhood and this is what you will be doing a lot of the work with with your clients Mm -hmm. is you'll be a lot of the times the the problems that we have in relationships as fully fledged adults it's not to do with that moment it's they're taken but the way that your partner talks to you it's taking you back to being seven years old when your mum didn't give you attention mm. or your dad left or whatever it is mm. is that is the way that you're showing up in your life today mm. so when you understand that every single moment that we have in the now even when you're listening to this podcast is being created by either fear of something that happened in the past or being totally present in this moment or love so we're always choosing fear love or just being simply embodied in the moment right and when you learn to really enjoy the moments Mm -hmm. and forget and detach yourself from the past is when you can start to play in the quantum field and is that linked with the somatics then because of being present is about being within you and yes. rather than living in your head type scenario because your head generally like i think you might have sort of intimated is, is either going to put you in the past or put you in the future it is never your, your mind is not a very present thing yeah so when you can be absolutely anchored into the moment and we have some of us are very good at this mm. it takes practice it takes practice like meditation mm-hmm. if you say meditation to some people they're like oh no I've tried that <laughs> tried yeah. that didn't like it yeah. what didn't you like about it you didn't like being in the present moment mm-hmm. so it takes practice of being within yourself and feeling the emotions that are happening in the moment without trying to bypass it mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing in what you do, right? Yeah, so you're being very present in how you feel right here, right now. Yeah. 
and then do you then look at understanding what that really what what's going on in your body then to help you to understand what that actually means yeah so it's about when you're feeling your feelings when what a lot what we're very conditioned with in this world that we live in mm. is we're very conditioned to bypass pain mm-hmm. and suppress pain yeah. and do anything that will not make us feel the pain because we're wired for survival. That's what human beings are wired for. So pain is bad. So therefore I know what I'll do. I'll scroll on social media. I'll have a cigarette. I'll go on a date with somebody who's who's probably not aligned for me. Mm. I will eat that chocolate bar. I will have that drink to not feel that feeling Mm. so when you understand somatics is that that pain whatever's caused you pain isn't going to kill you Mm -hmm. if you feel it you will heal it okay and when you're when you become very very consciously aware which takes some time yeah practice then your body will actually be telling you your intuition will be telling you when something isn't right Mm. before it's even happened this is why i'm feeling this pain and this is why i'm feeling this pain yeah but like you you just said there before i I said that that actually you can intuit that 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 you could be able to understand you can see these things coming yeah yeah because you're so in touch with how you might respond to things or how you might react to things that you're able to see what might be coming your way or is this something a bit bit more deep deep than that i think i think it's getting to know yourself very very intimately mm. how you react what are your triggers mm. how like what is your body telling you because a lot of us are so stressed <laughs> and in our parasynthetic nervous system of stress and mm. So then what happens to our body and our nervous system, we clench up mm-hmm. and we everything goes up, our shoulders, our jaw, everything. So even down to the food, like when you're open to receive, or you ret- you're open. Mm-hmm. But when you are not open to receive, you're clenched, your whole body can't function at its optimal peak Mm -hmm. performance Mm -hmm. and when even an opportunity or something so obviously we're talking about relationships here so if we're talking about relationships and you are your whole body is in stress Mm -hmm. and fight or flight all of the time which is a lot of the percentage of the UK obviously we we're talking about the UK right now. Everything that we're seeing on the TV is like stress, 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 stress. Mm-hmm. So in our relationships, even if something is an opportunity to receive, we are not open to receive it because mm. we're so freaking stressed. Yeah, very closed off to it. Yeah. Mm. And that's even like like we can go as far as everything, the digestion of our food. And it just is a continuum of what will then stress turns into a physical manifestation of mm. illness mm-hmm. yeah most definitely yeah i mean we i've spoken about this with a few guests and myself about how 
we're not just affected physically, um, emotionally and mentally by stress. Actually, there's a lot of physical, long-term physical diseases, actually, from yeah. being stressed for too long. But I like, I like your concept there around relationships, that if you are in a stress space, you're unable to receive. And, and so you're not going to be able to accept anything at all into your life that's going to be good for you and healthy for you and loving, um, as you mentioned earlier on, if you're in in this protected kind of stressed hyper kind of vigilant space yeah because you're so closed to Mm. everything so I'm a business coach and we're a focus on relationships I used to teach around relationships Mm -hmm. um in before I pivoted to business but obviously relationships uh unfold into everything yeah and we're always in a relationship yeah. whether we're single we're always dealing with relationships and communication of how we feel but mm. ultimately we can't have a, a really in-depth intimate pleasurable relationship when we can't have a relationship with ourselves. Mm. and I know this I know this deeply because I have been on that journey myself mm. Only up until I met my husband, I, before I met him, I used to have a really anxious attachment style in relationships. I would go for men that were emotionally unavailable, really toxic, Mm -hmm. that I was running off of this proving energy. You will love me because I will make you love me. I will prove to you how lovable I am. Right. When infinitely, <laughs> all I needed to do is learn to love me. Yeah. And stop chasing that approval of mm. actually my daddy's love, <laughs> right. which which was I, I could never get because he was emotionally unavailable. Right. And it's only when I had to I, I had to do the inner work. Mm. Only six years ago I was homeless right. because of that. I had to go for a real journey and six years ago I was in a relationship with somebody that was that was emotionally unavailable but also was physically and mentally abusive right. and it was only when that ended that I I I found myself and my son in a situation which I never thought I would be in because I'm a really ambitious woman mm. I've always been really driven passionate um and 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 really strove for success but when it came to relationships because I've been conditioned with being in a violent place as a child actually that's what I thought was acceptable in a relationship because the conditioning of where we are whether it's good for us or not is what we're looking for on the outside so it was when I had nothing that something inside of me just snapped and this is with my 13 year old son in tow Mm. and I was like I need this to change and the only way this is ever going to change is if I change Mm -hmm. so I had to do the work I had to go and do the I had to stop being a victim and pointing my finger and I had to go away and I had to do that inner work on Mm. myself and understand relationship styles and what was my triggers and what 
why was I behaving this way and why was I tolerating such awful behavior yeah yeah how you kept ending up in those same relationship spaces mm. again yeah. yeah yeah I mean fast amazing amazing isn't it that until we look at ourselves we have no idea really what's going on for us and why we keep doing the things that we're doing and um and if we picked up some of these maladaptive type patterns and unhealthy habits and stuff we will keep repeating them until like you said until you have that awareness to say actually i i need to i need to now do something about this but it's an ongoing journey right i'm sure there's things that i'm I'm sure even with you being the amazing award-winning coach that you are there's some still times still times where you have moments and i think it's really important for a listener to hear this Um, that there's still moments where you're like, I'm. Uh, do you mind if I swear on this okay. podcast? Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking doing that thing again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking doing it again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Have I not learned the lesson? Yeah. And that I think is really important to share that even if you've done, you perceive that you've done the work and you have done some of the inner work it's a journey and it will show up in other places for sure yeah i i, I can't not constantly I, I i get triggered a lot still but it's about what i do with it because the triggers are there like you said our brain you know we've picked up all of this stuff from childhood generally then this has been re uh defined and then re-established and reinforced throughout our entire life with different relationships and then when you get triggered and when you do the same types of things again, it's like there's an awareness, isn't it, then, to say I can do something differently. Whereas before we would just blindly follow the same type of patterns, do the same types of things without that awareness that we could actually do anything about it. Um, I, I've, I often say that I, when when it comes to I'm, I'm an avoidant in recovery when it comes to my attachment style, because I know that there are certain things which will trigger my avoidant personality. And I need to go. I don't do that anymore because that doesn't serve that doesn't serve me a purpose. Um, so I guess, like you said, it's always an ongoing journey. And you and you sort of mentioned there as well. Okay, we're coming back to that kind of body stuff as well, right? Because you you would have felt it in your body. I mean, I remember going into certain relationships, feeling in my body that it was the wrong thing to do, but overriding that with my subconscious brain about doing the same thing over and over again, even though my body was saying, stop, you need to move away from this situation. I'm telling you this is wrong. But my brain was then saying, oh, but this is what you know, this is familiar, keep going back into this space. Yeah, so you will feel, so the nervous system will give you that indication of either retraction mm-hmm. or it will be a physical reaction that you'll be having. Mm. And it's only when you become consciously aware of that and you start doing the work that enables you to learn who you are, why you're doing what you're doing, Mm. that can give you that conscious awareness. Because until you've done, when people say to me, how can you listen to your intuition? It starts with creating a space where you can be still and that you can understand what is your ego Mm -hmm. and what is your higher self Mm -hmm. because that's what a lot of people get really confused with like okay well what is my intuition is it that voice that's like 
worrying about things no <laughs> that's not your that's not your intuition I can promise you it's the and I say a voice obviously it's not a voice uh, but it's it's that that inner cheerleader or the inner critic mm-hmm. yeah it's like understanding that and yeah. then so that's the mind but then once you can understand and because a lot of people don't even understand that that's even a thing no that there's an inner cheerleader and an inner critic they just think it's one thing so once you can understand that then you can start to come into the body yeah yeah i guess some people don't even hear the voice they just act on the voice yes and they believe that that is their truth yeah yeah Yeah. and you mentioned the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system earlier on and also yeah but there's there's the, the parasympathetic and there's the sympathetic nervous system. I think there's, there's this poly, polyvagal theory or something that talks about kind of being in the sympathetic nervous system in order to kind of find that peace and calmness and stay out of stress, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes that takes a lot of practice. And I think in the Western world, to get there, mm. it's challenging because we have so many things that are that actually designed to trigger us all day long Mm. (laughs) our phones tv Mm. you know so for you to get solely present all day long is a real challenge yeah yeah i guess that's unless you're a monk of or something like that yeah you're not going to do it anyway are you because you you've got everything else like you got you say you've got kids to think about you've got work to do you've got clients to consider um everything else that's why I like I I got myself back into the gym the last few months and you talk about meditation that's my meditation because I'm very much in my body because I'm doing weight training and stuff like that I'm very much out of the loop of thinking about stuff because I have my music on all I'm thinking about is me the weights and my body and I find that very meditative as in it's a really good way to start my day because I'm very present I have to be very present in that moment um and i've noticed a complete shift from some of the stuff i was struggling with that now i don't struggle with i mean there are lots of other benefits to, to exercise anyway but yeah. the mind space has been a lot better since yeah and that body that mind body connection mm. and i'm the same as you i i, I definitely do meditate <laughs> but i have a two-year-old uh, three-year-old now and and I have a household to run I have two pets I run a business with a plethora of clients mm. I uh, do some charity work so for me I've got a lot going on mm-hmm. and being in the gym is one of my things where I'm in my body mm. um uh, obviously we're going to be talking about the menstrual cycle and the moon yeah. cycle yeah, in, in a bit but yeah. um part of what the embodiment work that I do with for myself and for my clients is is um knowing the types of exercise to do to be in alignment with that mm. and that is going to really help me to avoid my triggers becoming overwhelming and the female anatomy and hormones there's ter- certain times of the month where that inner critic voice mm-hmm. is a lot louder yeah yeah let's, let's talk about that then let's yeah. uh let's talk about 
that first of all uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about the perimenopause and the menopause as as um uh, as a topic of the stuff they want to talk about today um so that that i mean you often hear the time of the month kind of phrase don't you yeah and, i mean i have so many clients as well and they'll and and it actually really is quite interesting a lot of the time that the the, the female clients i do see that are unaware you know we'll talk about certain things and it'll take maybe however kind of how many sessions or months or whatever of working together and they'll go i just noticed this happens every time i'm having my period or happen this and, and i'm like how have we never made that connection previously? yeah so this is why i found i you're actually the first ever male podcast host that i've spoken to about this topic and i think that it's so important for mm. men to understand this as well as women yeah. but actually it's really freaking scary how many women don't know about this mm. and i only learned about this in my 30s right so i'm just so but the thing is what i uh, before i go into it and i just want to talk into what i've just said is that i've had clients that have started to work with me and they they passed that that phase of life and they they get a little bit angry that they didn't know this right and if you're a listener and you're thinking well i didn't know this the thing is is that you know it now mm. and that you can teach it to the women in your life hopefully the young women in your life mm. and that you can be that person that tells them so I just wanted to say that before, because yeah, yeah. sometimes people, I, I know that when I first found out this information, I felt a bit like, well, why didn't anyone ever tell me that? Because mm. that now makes so much sense. Yeah. Why so many things that I could have avoided. Do, do you know what you, what did you do differently once you realized that there was such a significant impact because of um, the, the time of the month that you were having on you? So many things. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so many things that I'm going to talk to you about so like okay. so basically so there are four main phases so there's the time of the month yeah as you as you said and the time of the month is called the menstruation phase so the time of the month is yeah. called your menstruation phase mm -hmm. and that is the time where your progesterone is at its lowest so what happens is progesterone and dopamine are very good friends okay so for me as somebody that i have adhd dopamine for me is something that i am my brain is wired to look for all of the time okay so for me when that that time of the month hits mm -hmm. my progesterone lowers the dopamine lowers and i flatline sometimes right. if i've overdone it in the month which mm -hmm. as i've just told you i'm a very busy woman yeah that i can i sometimes when i'm menstruating i need to just retreat to myself okay away from my partner yeah i need time to regenerate mm -hmm. I need time to wind down, rejuvenate, like think about it on a logical level as well, physical level. Mm -hmm. 
that there's iron being lost. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that are happening in the body. Yeah. But the way that we have been, the the world has been designed is very much around the male anatomy mm -hmm. to run your business, run your life around a 24-hour clock. Mm. Women are not designed that way. Women are designed to run on a, on average, 28 to 34 day cycle mm -hmm. and to get their peak performance in life in dating in all of the things understanding that is the biggest game changer right the biggest game changer for us as women mm -hmm. has been for me certainly and so many of my clients but also if a man understands that mm. that you know it's like a joke isn't it like oh shit it's that time i'm gonna leave it to herself but yeah yeah it's like obviously it's always asking your what is the best way to run a relationship or have mm. a relationship it's communication yeah. so asking your partner what do you need what do you need that's a really good question to ask your partner isn't it yeah almost, it's like most of the time <laughs> you know what do you I need guess especially in this and in, in, in this scenario yeah for sure what do you need and then for me and my my husband, he knows that he knows that there's a few days where I will just call. I I actually call it my moon cave. Right. I'm like I'm I retreat up into my bedroom. Mm. I'm like it's that time. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have some me time. Mm -hmm. I'll be back in a few days. <laughs> this is this is uh, this and yeah. and in those times. I know that the jobs that I can manage and juggle and do when I'm in my follicular stage, which is the next phase, okay. I can move mountains in that time. Okay. I can probably do the tasks of 10 people in that time, whereas in my menstruation phase, I'm not doing much for anybody except for me. Right. So... I say to my husband, because he, he and obviously, again, it comes down to communication, because his expectation of me is he knows what I'm like most of the time. Mm -hmm. His expectation of me is just to do that all of the time, right? Yeah, but yeah. you can normally do all of these things, so yeah. why can't you do them in this time? Yeah. And I guess you are normally this person too, right? So yeah. Yeah. because of the fluctuations in your hormones and how you're feeling and everything else that's going on for you your, your personality will shift into different spaces as well yeah and that 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 is a really interesting really good fact is that because of the hormones that drop it's the it's the hormone the love hormone that is like normally makes us more enthusiastic and mo like uh and makes us more motivated and more wanting to please others right that that hormone drops so it's almost like the curtain drops if you like okay. as to whereas it's what a lot of women do is they people please mm -hmm. a lot of the time and they do things to please others and and do a lot of tasks in that time it's like they're, they're not actually moody in that time they're just telling you how it is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what they're really thinking all of the time comes out in that week <laughs> so 
Exactly. <laughs> in I'm my case, actually, that's you. not always I'm true. Myself. Yeah. That's not always true in my case because mm. my dopamine levels will go to real lows, whereas somebody that doesn't have ADHD will probably dip a little bit, whereas I can get quite... Yeah. So your get... dopamine is your pleasure hormone, right? So you're going yeah. to be looking to seek highs and that's when the dopamine gets released and stuff. So it doesn't really matter what you do when you're in that space. There is there, the dopamine hit just doesn't come. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So moving on to the follicular stage, then you're, that's when you're in your spring energy. So say, for instance, you were listening to this podcast and you are in, uh, looking for a relationship. This would be the time that you would go out on dates. Right. organize your dates it's when your skin's better it's when you feel more uh wanting to be sexually active it's when you are literally it's like you've got a spring in your your step right okay because your body is your body is so intelligent it's looking for a mate mm -hmm. because it's getting ready to offer ovulation yeah. it's getting ready to make a baby right but obviously not everybody listening to this podcast or in the world are wanting to have a baby right mm. so in this time if you want to play in the quantum field get creative what do you want to create in the world what what do you want to birth in some aspect into mm -hmm. the world as a physical manifestation okay is it a relationship is it a business idea so if you do run a business in the follicular stage and the ovulation stage, these are the times when you do the things that are going to move the needle to create. Mm -hmm. And you've got about a two-week window there. It depends. Everybody's different. Yeah. Um, just like everybody's got their unique fingerprint, we all have our own unique styles and we all have our own unique cycle. It's mm. our divine feminine cycle. Right. So it's worth tracking. And if any, if anybody wants a tracker, I have a free tracker. So just reach out to me. I can give it to you, John, to put into the show notes. Lovely. And it's worth just tracking when you, your mood and how you feel in each day of the month. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? If you could figure that out. Because yeah. like you said, it just gives you the... You know, I know when I'm feeling really down and I don't understand why. I know that my body's going through some kind of hormonal whatever it's doing, um, completely not regularly, um, which is unfortunate. Uh, but I guess if you could understand the times when you're going to be most productive, the times when you're going to be have the most energy and the times when you're not. And also then you talked about the inner voice, the critic and the, and the cheerleader. Right? I guess the cheerleader is quite strong in those two weeks. Where yeah. The disappears for a little while and then the critic probably comes back quite powerfully when you haven't got the energy and you're not getting the dopamine and and again to understand that you can also be quite you can have a much better relationship with yourself right because you're not going to be critical because you've got no energy you know you're going to know why you, there's probably maybe some things you could maybe then do to help yourself feel better rather than sitting there telling yourself off I mean, and this would be an amazing thing if we if we could kind of pinpoint when our moments were to do the things that are going to give us the best results, and then give ourselves a break, like you said, and disappear to your cave when you <laughs> yeah. know that you're not going to be able to be functioning very very productively. 
and that's the beauty of it women can do that mm. they really can my clients when I, they come into my mastermind this is something that they is like a necessity to really understand where they're at mm. because then when they're having their productivity dip or they come into the call and they're like oh nothing's working I'm like okay where are you in the cycle mm. and they tell me I'm like okay let's have a look at the tracker and see what moods that you've been oh okay yeah this is this is just a pattern mm -hmm. this is just a pattern that is showing up and trying this is this is just your something that needs to be worked on and i think the next phase is the the luteal phase and this is the most powerful part of the cycle on an energetic level and this is where i get a bit woo <laughs> okay <laughs> so on an energetic level yeah this isn't something that isn't is scientifically proven yet but this is something i've had many many conversations with scientists with women that are going through the menopause yeah this is the phase where that your hormones dip and whatever needs to be shifted out of your limiting beliefs as a woman is coming up to the forefront to be addressed okay and as we discussed right at the beginning of the podcast that is usually where people push that away but if you get curious with it mm -hmm. that is where the magic can happen in your life right because it's really loud so that inner critic is really loud okay saying whatever it is so i'll just yeah. share something of uh, that's happened to me recently okay is that something was coming up around my my attachment style which i'd healed in relationships with men mm -hmm. but it was still showing up in my relationships with women okay and it kept i saw it coming up in my cycle time and time again and it was that was affecting my business as well yeah. because of of this i have relationships with men and women in my business yeah and it was around people pleasing okay and because i was able to get curious with it in this time i was able to release that belief and if you think about it as a woman's cycle and her seasons it's almost like every single month a woman has the opportunity to have a literal rebirth every single month of who she is. Mm. If she's able to release physically, spiritually, mentally that block, she's rebirthed as that new version of who she is. Oh, so is, is that to do with where kind of the menstrual cycle takes you then based on? The hormones what's going on in your brain chemistry and all that kind of stuff that those limiting beliefs then come to the surface because because i guess we have ways of managing limiting beliefs or not buying into limiting beliefs maybe when we are more on top of things and stuff is is that is that that phase in a trigger to a, like a less resilience a less resistance to the things that we would normally maybe criticize ourselves about or the things that we lack belief in in that space yeah so it's because of the physical we're just a ball of hormones right yeah. so the hormones that lower it's it's like a tree 
the seasons of a tree in summer it's blooming it has all of these beautiful flowers in autumn it's shedding the leaves it doesn't need and then it sleeps for a little while and then in spring it then the the petals start to bloom again mm-hmm. it's it's women are literally the creators we're creating life and we are birthing babies right mm-hmm. so that's what our our intention is if you like but we're birthing everything with the co-creation of a man of course i don't want anyone to listen it's like all oh, right okay so you just you're just all about women but it's a co-creation yeah the the feminine needs the masculine to blossom and bloom mm. yeah okay so that's great i, I mean and that's fascinating stuff because again it makes so much sense doesn't it that there that there will be times in your life times of your month whatever it might be where you can and then you can't or you will and then you won't and to understand what's the best times for you to do this and not to do this and how your body's reacting to that and then like you said getting curious about yourself and saying okay what is the best thing for me to be doing right now especially i think if it's going to be clearing out some of the old crap that you don't need anymore yeah. that's actually leading you to do things which are kind of sabotaging and possibly ruining your life i mean to be able to be that reflective i think it's amazing and, and hopefully people are going to be able to take this on board and say actually I need to get onto your website, find out my tracker so that I can actually keep an eye on this. Because like I said, with the clients that I've spoken to, when it just makes sense and they just all of a sudden can give themselves a break and go, oh, you know what? That's fine then. Because if I feel that way, that's fine. I'll just feel that way. And if I've got the right people around me, I can then engage them in that space as well and say, this is what I need right now um and and if they're not then again it's it's up to them to say okay what do i need to do for myself in that space too um uh, and you would you you touched on the perimenopause and the menopause and stuff uh, and also i believe that you're gottman trained is that right i don't know what yeah that... yeah so i yeah i changed the the gottman theory and attachment styles and love languages and yeah i've had a lot of i did a lot of training um leading up to where i am now and yeah i don't really use it in the in the relationships man and woman or woman and women or Mm. anymore but it was something i i touched on in the beginning i sort of finding my way as to what was my biggest skill if you like Mm. but um yeah knowing somebody's love languages in any any relationship is fascinating I, I would say if you don't know your love language I would definitely advise to go and learn it what yeah. is yours just to be out of interest uh mine is a, a probably a mix but I would say my primary is um deeds yeah uh and then probably time and then probably physical and then gifts and then uh words uh for those of you who don't know what love language is i've made a podcast about it so i'll if i remember i will put the link to the love languages podcast in the link to this show as well um what about yourself mine is words of affirmation as top okay and then it is physical touch and then it is gifts and then i can't remember the other two so i can't think people doing things for you and people making time for you yeah 
yeah. The so, mind's the other world. Kamora's yeah, completely the opposite way around. But it's interesting that usually the one that's the top is the one that we didn't get much of yeah as a child yeah and my words is my last one is because my parents used to say a lot of stuff which had never happened so they would tell me things they would do and and nothing would come of it and and what their actions never matched their words so they right, would say, so actions is more important to you so the actions is always more important so someone can talk to me about something and say they're going to do something until they're blue in the face until they actually do it i'm like yeah whatever because it doesn't mean anything until there's something tangible for me to say, oh, yeah, they've done that. Um, yeah, so that, that's why words mean pretty much nothing. So people can say whatever they like to me, and I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That where, where It that is so interesting, from. and uh, I just love. Yeah, and knowing that in a relationship, for instance, I mean, if we were in a relationship together and we didn't know our love language, we'd be terrible, right? Because Yeah, we, we, want, we would be real, real wrestlers. You would want to hear words all the time <laughs> and you'd be saying words all the time and I'd be like, words mean nothing to me and I'd be trying, to, I'll be doing things for you and be like, but you don't love me because you're not saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So actually that's really interesting that you say that because my husband's top love language is um, acts of service. Okay. So... It's um, interesting that when when he's when I've done something that's made him mad, I will be saying the words, yeah. and uh, then he'll he won't receive that. Yeah. And then when he has done something that's made me mad, I he will be doing the acts of service around the especially around the house i noticed now i i i really notice it i'm like yeah. oh he's he's trying to he's trying yeah. to he say sorry yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and that's a good thing if you know the other person's like if you're saying loads of things and i'm trying to and i'm blocking that out but actually if i then know that words is your thing i know you actually you really mean it Where yeah it was me it's not it's not that I mean, we've got slightly off topic i just want to come back to yeah that's okay but it's interesting isn't it yeah, and i think it's run out, um, run out important of time as well um and just sort of talk a, a little bit about um how you navigate through the perimenopause and the menopause um with the kind of maybe the work that you do yeah okay so the perimenopause is when you're when the I call it it's a spiritual language, but I have to tell you in the scientific language. Okay. So it's really when like the veil thins in a spiritual term, which basically means in scientific language, is that your hormones and your progesterone and your your dopamine, all of it is just flatlining mm -hmm. because your body is obviously stopping that that menstrual cycle yeah. so when that is happening the things that need to be addressed will be coming up no. and it will be blocking you from living your full potential so women that usually struggle within that phase are women that usually have things that are undealt with mm -hmm. and therefore it's coming up as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast is is coming up in a physical ma manifestation right and they will be having problems with it you know the hot, hot flushes all of the things mm -hmm. which are 
there's so many parts there's so many parts to this that we, we would have to do a podcast in itself in part two yeah but yeah. the shorter version of that is that w- when you understand your body and the way that you eat the way that you do everything is affecting you mm-hmm. and if you are holding on to any trauma your body is trying to tell you. And in this phase, it is really trying to tell you. Okay. And then when you, obviously the menopause is when everything stops. So then that's when you're in your your wise woman phase. So in terms of a spiritual language, there's the archetypes of womanhood. Mm-hmm. So we go through and everything is, everything has synchronicity. And I know it sounds really, really cheesy, but everything is, it's everything is patterns Mm -hmm. in life. And when you can start to anchor in that safety and being present and just being in your body, you can understand and start to see those patterns. Mm -hmm. And you have the maiden phase, which is your youth and your young 20s. Then you have the mother phase, whether you're a mother or not, mm-hmm. you can become a mother to your business, for instance, or become a mother to your pet, or there's but, lots but of- But not your partner. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Won't end well. No. <laughs> um, and then what happens is we go through the, it's called the wild woman phase. So the wild woman phase is when you are in between the mother and the wise woman. Right. And that is what in our, most people will understand it is the perimenopause. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you are learning who you truly are. And that's what I think women that are going through the menopause, they are learning to love themselves in a way that is really unconditional. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, and obviously in relationships, that can be really damaging because Mm -hmm. maybe all of their life they have been people-pleasing and running around and bending over backwards. And then in this phase, they're like, no, fuck that. I'm Mm -hmm. not doing that anymore. This is who I am. This is who I stand for. If you don't like it, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what women get like in that phase. Yeah, that's like a freeing type of release of all the things that have been holding them into the spaces that aren't serving them for so long yeah Yeah. and obviously in a relationship as we're ever unfolding like this (laughs) yeah it's chaos because the your partner has known you as this version that goes yeah yeah Mm. i'll do that yeah i'll do this and then all of a sudden they're like no i'm not doing that I can't do it because I haven't got the energy. Does it shift the other way as well to someone that maybe is quite defensive and quite masculine in their energy when they meet reach perimenopause? Again, you, you would assume that there will be something around why they need to be so defensive and why they maybe need to be in the masculine energy for a reason. So there'll be a pattern around that too. Does it shift the other way? So be, when, during the perimenopause, do they realise, actually, I don't really need to be doing this anymore either? And and that that kind of defense or that barrier drops as well. And they become think, from being this, maybe this I've, tough, hard person that they've always been and not really never never people pleasing to someone that thinks, oh, actually, you know, I can now be a little bit softer in my energy and be a, maybe a bit more accommodated and open. 
Yeah, I would say I just think that there is a definite shift that happens in that phase. Yeah. There is a definite if you're doing if you're doing some inner work, it can be less aggressive and less depends what how you're going to come out the other side of the wise woman phase are you going to um as as a woman are you going to be content with being an older woman are you going to be or are you going to be fighting it all of the time and very much be in your toxic feminine of mm. not feeling happy within yourself which is coming out as toxic traits that you know naggy and and um jealous and and all of those things so as well that there's a lot of victim kindness in that space isn't there yeah. yeah so it's like whether you the more that you try to avoid meeting yourself mm-hmm. and actually and that doesn't mean when I say meeting yourself what I mean is loving and accepting all of the parts of you because we all have parts that we don't like mm-hmm. And we 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 all have parts that we're trying to avoid, but the more that you try to avoid it, actually you're you're allowing it to grow. So that part of me that is a recovering people pleaser, if I if I if I try to avoid being a, a people pleaser, mm-hmm. it the symptoms will come out stronger. Whereas if I notice when I am doing that. Mm-hmm. I can say, okay, I know that thing that I'm doing. Yes, it's fucking annoying, <laughs> and oh, I've 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 put too too much stuff on myself to do. Mm-hmm. But I love that part of me because she cares. She cares about people. Yeah, she wants to be yeah. loved and she wants to be liked. Yeah, she is already loved and liked. Yeah, she just needs to know that. Yeah. So obviously, I'm just giving you one example. Yeah, no, I guess a good example, isn't it? Because again, people, 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 please to meet a need within themselves to make other people happy because it makes them feel better. But unfortunately, because you're a people pleaser, you have a tendency to put all of your own needs secondary and probably never really content and happy with life because it's never ever about you. But like you said, you, you can then go, ah, okay, I like some parts of that because I am generally a nice person who likes to do things for people and I want them to be happy. But I guess there you're noticing also there needs to be a boundary with how far you would then do that so that you don't then become resentful and unhappy and stuff by just making it about everybody else all the time. Yeah. yeah. So cool. it's again, it's like everybody has their own different triggers and everybody has their own different story. But when you strip most of it back, it's because we don't feel good enough in some way. Mm-hmm. So I guess the key message that I would want anybody to feel when they're listening to this is that wherever you are in your phase of womanhood that just be kind to yourself in all of the phases track your cycle if you still have one and get to know yourself because then you can work at your peak performance you're ahead of the game Knowledge is power. And in those times where you're noticing that you feel lower, if if you're not very a very conscious person yet, if you notice that there are certain times where your energy levels drop and you're being quite hard on yourself about work or dating or whatever it is that you're doing, 
then you can stop in your tracks and be like, oh, actually, it's okay. I'm just going to feel this feeling instead of try to push it away and have gentler kinder thoughts for myself. Interesting. Thank you. Uh, and if people want to reach out to uh, find out more about what you do, Laura, please tell them how they can do that. So the social media platform that I hang out on most regularly is Instagram. Mm -hmm. And my social media um, handle is Laura underscore Bedo. And Bedo is spelled Bravo Echo Delta Delta Oscar Echo Mm -hmm. underscore coach dot mentor. And... All of the other handles I will send to John. And my website is really easy, www.laurabedo.com. And the link for the tracker is on there, but I will send it to John separately. Great. And link to that in the notes too. Yeah. Oh, and I am launching a, by the time this this is Ed. I have relaunched my my podcast, which is called Becoming Iconic in Business. Excellent. Lovely. Uh, uh, if you can send us some details to how people can listen to that as well, that'd be great. Um, Laura, absolutely fascinating conversation. Um, definitely part two is required. Um, thanks for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. No problem. I've absolutely loved talking about it. It's so refreshing to talk to a man about it because it helps you to understand us females and it creates better relationships. Yeah, because I've taken some mental notes myself today. Yeah, it's knowing when to ask your partner to do something that is going to create that's going to need a lot more energy and we're not to yeah i'll bear that in mind i'm definitely going to get that tracker ready (laughs) thank Thank you for listening please subscribe follow and review the show that is very much appreciated and please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy intimate relationships in your life i will leave you with this quote from carl bond although we can't go back and make a brand new start we can start now and make a brand new ending i look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the relationship guide